On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. Welcome to another episode of It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. It is our prayer that you will know that you are known, that you are loved, and that you are valued. We hope that you would allow the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and your hearts to hear the truth of the word. Praise God. Um, We started off with the verse 22 in John 6, and the scene is... The people was observing. They got fed with some some food, some bread and uh, fish and make them king. And Jesus went into a mountain alone. His disciples got in a boat and they were heading towards a place where they were supposed to go. But without Jesus. Now, these people was observing everything. They were knowledgeable about where Jesus went and where the disciples went. And so this is where we are in verse 22. And this is found in my heart as I reflect on this, what was going on with the disciples, with Jesus and the people that wanted to find out what was going on. I just began to think about real time about people of faith and people generally. People will look for Jesus when they are in desperate need, hope, peace or something. Peter says to Jesus when Jesus was um, having his quiet time in Mark one thirty seven. He makes this statement, all men seek for you. Now, from that statement and from these verses, we see that even though all seek him, they may not know why or how or what they are seeking. But the essence of what they are seeking can be found in seeking Jesus. And here's an example. Let's say some alcoholics have been known to drink heavily because they want to silence the voices of a tragedy or a past abuse or whatever. They are looking for peace. So make sure when reading these scriptures and the ones that we'll cover, make sure you are seeking the right one and for the right reasons, unlike the people we are reading about now. Verse 23. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. And yeah, I just had a thought about this. And I'm like, was that a relevant question that they asked him? When they found him, was that a relevant question? Why, why ask him something like that? I think that just because, you know, it's relevant because the thing first, like I said earlier, that meant they were paying attention, right? They knew he wasn't on the same boat as the disciples. They understood that there was no other boats there. So seeing him there 
I think that I myself would have asked the question, how'd you get here? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we know that if we are talking to somebody one place and then we're heading someplace else and then they're there before we get there, mm-hmm. we're going to ask, man, how'd you get here so fast? Or how'd you get here? You know, that type of thing. I think it was a question that we most, most of us would ask. Um, did you have something else with that? Well, yeah. You know, after, after the, this question, Jesus really didn't respond in a way that answered that specific question. Yeah, he redirected He it. said, yeah. <laughs> he told him, he says, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And that word seal, I, I, I looked it up and, and I had, it's something that's secure something that confirms it makes secure. It's a guarantee. And I think you might've had something. Did you have something a little bit different on that? Yeah, I, I did. I, I've had something, but I want to go back to 26 because there was something that um, I was reflecting on. Like you said, he didn't answer the question. Mm-hmm. You know, he's almost redirect the question. It's like Jesus doesn't really address their question. How, but why? why they were seeking him. That's what he addressed. And he was like, bottom line, mm-hmm. um, thinking about it this way. I have to reflect on my whys. Why am I praying? Why am I wanting? Why am I serving? Why am I giving? Why did I come to Jesus? Those are things that are important because once you understand the whys, you can solidify why you're there, you know, the, the appropriate reason why you're there. Yeah. And so, I know some people come to Jesus for different reasons, but not because of the right reasons. Some come to Jesus because the other kids went to the altar and they wanted to be part of them. Some because they wanted to, wanted to officially drink communion. And that was me. I, I, I got, I got baptized and stuff because I wanted to drink the communion. So that's the way you can get communion. That's what I did. Don't hate me. Don't judge me. All right. That's just the way I was at my young age. That is another reason why somebody wants to um, seek Jesus or maybe because their wives or their husbands won't stop nagging them because some people come. I'm going to get saved so my wife can shut up. You know, that's the wrong reason to come to Jesus. So we have to know why Jesus doesn't say you seek me because of the sin in your lives. He doesn't say that. He says you seek me not because the signs but you seek me for another reason, for your bellies. And so when you were talking about uh, 27, do not labor, I took out a lot of the filler words, but I went to, um, I highlighted in red uh, what it sounds like without the fillers, right? Mm -hmm. Labor, which in the Greek term, it says commit. Labor for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the son of man will give you and talks about the seal. And just like Jesus told his disciples in John 4, 34, he says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So Jesus is making this relationship between the spiritual things, almost like what he did with Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went to Nicodemus talking about you must be born again. He talked about heavenly things, but out of the abundance of the person's heart, their mouth speaks. But they couldn't understand the heavenly conversation that Jesus was breaking down to him. And so Matthew 12, 24 says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaking, which is in Matthew 12, 34, and their language was fixed on food. This group of people, their language was food. So every question, 
every suggestion, everything that they, they mentioned, they responded in that the center most important thing about it was they wanted to see food happen again yeah. freely. And so the seal, what did you say the seal was? Um, the seal is something that's secure, mm-hmm. something that confirms, mm-hmm. ratifies, mm-hmm. or makes secure. Mm-hmm. It's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So we can we can know for certain because he says, the father has set his seal on me. What did he set his seal on him to do? To give everlasting life to those that labor for that kind of food. So when you say food, He's not talking about the food that you're talking about, what we would normally think. Food, yeah, grub. No, that's not what he's talking about, but he's talking about something much greater and deeper and higher. Right. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher. Yeah. So it's coming from a heavenly place. Yeah, Yeah, that is, that is true. And that, that, um, you know, Jesus called them out on it. Mm He, he went straight to what was in their heart. You might want to know how I got here, but what you really right. want right, it, you right, what right, you really right. want to know is when is dinner going to be served <laughs> when are we going to get that other meal that's what you really yeah. want to know yeah. you know and he called them out on it's like mm-hmm. don't don't labor for that food right. that food is temporal mm-hmm. and so for us we need to be mindful of the things that we're working hard for what are we trying to do you know we're trying to right some wrong mm-hmm. that it's it's temporal in the long run in eternity does it really matter mm-hmm. um some things do and some things don't and we need to know what is temporal and what is eternal mm-hmm. and that's the food he wants us to um labor for that enduring and what's of real importance right. Yeah, yeah. When you were talking about that, it just reminded me of the correction and the adjustments and alignments that God is doing in me as it pertains to serving, loving, I mean, giving and, and ministering in, in, in people's lives is that, you know, doing it is, is great. You know, it's going to impact people's lives because their heart is ready to receive what you have to say or ready to receive that, that gift or whatever the case may be. But internally within us, are we in a joyful spot? Are we in a peace spot? Are we in a, um, a loving spot when we're doing these activities? Because we can do, uh, many great things, great works in the name of Jesus Christ and find ourselves in a situation that it, without love, mm-hmm. it means nothing. You know, so that is one of the things that, you know, stood out to me when you were talking about it. And that's the meat of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. That's being about the father's business. That means that I'm doing everything that I'm doing is unto the Lord. And therefore, I have complete joy, peace and love engaged in this activity that I'm in. So we have to come to that place where that's the zone we need to be in Christ Jesus. And verse 28 says, then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Like you you said earlier, you said the questions they asked, the, the intentions of their questions and responses are not about really generally heavenly things. They are still on the platform of earth. Right. It's about the earth. It's about self. It's about self-preservation. And they want this guy who they wanted to make a king, forced to be a king, to provide the needs. If if I had a buddy that was rich and generous, so I know that I don't need to work because this dude is going to take care of me. Every need I have, everything that I want, I'm going to get it through him. 
well, this is the king of all kings, right? And he can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, let's make him king because if we make him king, we gonna we ain't got to worry about starving. We ain't got to worry about providing for our families because it's all in him. He can do this. It's amazing. But it wasn't about the sign, he says. It's about their flesh that they were more concerned with. And so when they say this, it sounds religious or it sounds holy. It sounds good. Oh, what sh- shall we do that we may work the works of God? I mean, that's that's like... Oh man, well, 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 pastor, tell me what I got to do to, to be engaged with God, to do it, be about the father's business. What do I have to do? What, just give me the, this, this, whatever needs to be done. I'll do it. Right. These people are asking a question to ultimately receive an answer for their bellies and not for everlasting life. I'm going to close with that one. And I want you to take away this. I will pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That everyone that's listening, everyone that's grabbing this information from this, this scripture, this verse about seeking God and seeking him for the right reasons and, 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 and let your request be known. It's, it's a good request for them to say, what do we need to do to work the works yes. of God? I mean, in some ways, every Christian asks that question because they legitimately want to know, like niggas saying, what, what must I do to be born again? Or what do I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a legitimate question. But is your heart right? So I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we search ourselves. The scripture says, search my heart and know me, Lord, and try our thoughts and see if there's any wicked way in me and then lead me in the way of everlasting. And I pray that that is the prayer of your heart, that you may listen to us. You may not get anything from us, but we want to point you to the word of God because that is where life is. That's where life is. That's where you're going to get your answers. That's where you're going to get your truth. We may stumble. We may fall. We may say something that people like, I'm totally disagreeing with that. I'm, I have a conflict with that. But honestly, search the scriptures for yourself and keep Christ the compass. He is the truth above all truths. If you follow him and you do what he says, you will know what he says is true. So I just want to leave you with that. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will grab hold of the Bible. There's like a burning will, will rise up in your soul and in your spirit that you will follow after and say, Lord, this fire is burning brightly. Please, Lord, feed this fire. Feed it with your heavenly purpose in the name of Jesus. So in Jesus name, I pray. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, he is the way, he is the truth in his life. You know what's wrong and right. And I ask that you take that to the Lord. Repent and confess that sin to him and then ask him to come into your heart to be Lord of your life. And you're sincerely and humbly coming before him. Watch what he does with your life. The moment you do that, the moment you speak those words in sincerity and humility, guess what's going to happen? You're going to find yourself immediately into another world. Y'all be blessed in the name of Jesus. You are known, loved, and valued. Have a blessed day. 